the point is, if we can find the joy in every situation as best we can, that's my my sole contract. So people I've met, situations I've encountered, as I'd always say, makeups, breakups, breakdowns, breakthroughs. You know, we go through all of those things in a lifetime. And when we're awake and aware, which, you know, we're all in the path, depending what it is you're here to learn, it can catapult you to that. Or you can say, no, I'm not doing it. So it's actually quite simple, really, but we make it difficult. Welcome to True Intention. podcast where we dive deep into the art of healing, the journey of transformation and the secrets to building a life that's truly beautiful. I'm your host, Tina Brown, and I believe that within each of us lies the power to heal, transform and create a life filled with purpose and beauty. In every episode, we'll explore the stories of incredible individuals who have overcome adversity, found their true intentions and crafted a life that's nothing short of inspiring. Whether you're seeking guidance on personal growth, self-discovery or simply looking for a dose of inspiration, True Intention is here to light your path. Our guests will share their intimate journeys powerful insights and practical tips to help you embark on your own transformative adventure. So join us each week as we uncover the wisdom, courage and resilience needed to turn life's challenges into opportunities for growth. Let's embark on this journey together because when we set our true intentions, the possibilities are limitless. This is True Intention. Let the transformation begin. Hello, it's Tina and you are very welcome back to True Intention. This week's guest is international numerologist, best-selling author, soul seer and broadcaster Gronya Tyndall. This episode is full of so much goodness, interesting insights and wisdom. Gronya talks about discovering her gifts as a young girl, going through the dark night of the soul after loss and coming out the other side a better version of herself and finding a new path. We talk about living vaciously into your hundreds and how to discover why you're here. This conversation is full of love, laughter and learning. I loved every minute of it. Let's dive in. I hope you enjoy. Grania, you are very welcome to True Intention and thank you so much for being here. Delighted to be here, Tina. It's an honor. Let's start by maybe. So we, we're going to get into all things numerology, um, and I'm very excited about that. But before we do, um, I'd love to go back a little bit and just kind of find out how you found your way to this juncture, uh, to this point in your life. Um, because I always say we don't jump out of the womb and decide, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. There's always a meandering path that leads us to where we are. So I'd love for the listeners to learn a bit more about you and how you became a numerologist. So you can take us back as far as you want. Did it start? Did you know you had some kind of gifts in your childhood? You know, we'd, we'd love to love to hear all about it. Well, certainly if I had been told by my younger self, told me that myself right now 
would be an international numerologist and soul seer, I would have firstly gone into convulsions of laughter because math or maths was not my thing in school. I mean, the other side of the brain, creative and arty. So I the only maths I could understand was theorems for some reason. I could understand theorems, but anything else was complete double dutch. So it was really curious that I found myself on this path. But really, let's go back in time. Like from early childhood, I would have been very intuitive. I would have come from a, a family of musicians and uh, quite creative people, um, but sensitive people. Not particularly religious by any means, um, but very um, bohemian, shall we say. So from a very early child, I childhood, I could see things. I could see energies around people. I could always tell when someone was telling porkies lies because I could see the energy changing around them as a child. And I remember thinking, that's very odd. Why are they saying something if they don't mean it? You know, I, I'd, I'd see it. Um, yeah. And also I... I could feel energies around me. Again, I didn't understand this. You know, I didn't tell anyone. Um, I kind of just knew. And um, and therefore, it took me really to be in my early 30s before I, as I always say, I came out of the psychic closet. And um, But up to then, you know, up to about the age of eight, I was really tuned in. I was seeing, I could see fairies. I could see elementals. I never thought I'd be on a, broadcasting this but I it's true I could see all those things as a child energies around plants and people and of course my own angels I could see you know the beings of light and uh, I had my own spirit guide from a very young age um he was very tall and most beautiful ivory skin and he used to wear purple and gold robes and I used to call him the sand the sandy man I thought he was the person who helped me fall asleep at night now you know <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say so, just did you find that frightening as a child? No, I actually felt really safe. And yet I never told anyone. There was almost a sense of, well, this is my this is someone who's going to mind me. And he was just a gentle presence. I can still see him. He'd be in the in this you know, corner of my childhood bedroom, which I share with my sister. We're Irish twins. We're literally a year apart. But I never told her either. And it was just a sense of you've come in now to you'll be protected because you know I suppose I was born in Dublin in the mid-60s so um and therefore you know it was a it was a, an interesting life to say the least Ireland was a very different place then than it is now and um so but at the age of eight I I remember that, that connection for me anyway I shut it down you know, so then it didn't really come back until a series of events happened then in my early 30s when I was married and I had two of my children. And that was the beginning then of the, OK, it's time. It's time to start rocking here. So that was the beginning of my spiritual quest, if you will. Um, And so it began. Yeah. And it seems to be it's that way for a lot of people, people that I've spoken to or been in contact with anyway, that. And a lot of healing journeys and my own included, you know, start when there's a big life event or something, you know, something kind of rocks you or causes it. But those things or, or gifts that people have are generally they're always they're always there. But it seems to be you have to go through some kind of maybe awakening or something that that makes you want to look a bit further than your immediate surroundings. Yes. 
Yes. And, you know, from the age of eight, probably until like I, I did all the usual things, you know, I was a wild teenager, took off in my early 20s traveling. I was gone for until I was 29. Um, I was in Canada and other places. And so I came back to Ireland with my husband. And um, I I remember I still hadn't awakened to anything. Um, I was always a curious person. I was in the corporate world. You know, I had a really good career if I wanted it, but I was miserable, Tina. I, I didn't enjoy it. I got no joy from it. It was just, you know, providing for for us and for myself, my husband. And, um, and then I had my first daughter when I was 29. And that was the beginning. Started, started in that whole energy of having a child. It just changed my whole perspective. But I still hadn't really awakened. And uh, then I had another daughter at 32. And then it started to open up because I started questioning. There has to be more than this. And usually in numerology, 33 is a very, um, it's a master number in numerology. So around the age of 33, most of us go through some type of awakening whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone does, but most of us do. And for me, my father, who I was very close to, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And then I also lost a baby. Um, I was pregnant and I lost a baby in a late miscarriage, which absolutely catapulted me onto this path. And that was the beginning. I said, OK, and that's when I started reaching out. And then it was like everything started to awaken. The memories from childhood came back what I could see and hear. And it became, it was very fast. It was almost like, okay, we've waited 30 something years. Let's get you going now. And it, for me, it was Reiki, the, the power Reiki that got me on the path because I was physically, you know, just, you know, devastated about the loss of the baby, but also emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So it was the dark night of the soul that brought me, as you mentioned, it's usually an event or experiences. In my case, it was two events, my father and baby. So it was a lot together. So with that, I just went on the journey and followed the signs. And it really brought me to where I am today. Um, now, there was lots of there's lots of uh, interesting things happened along the way. My goodness. But equally, it then brought me into wanting to help more people. But I had to start with myself. I continually, continually work on myself. Um, and because that's so important for me to grow and learn. And I think that's um, an important point to make that this journey is um, it's a forever journey. And, you know, we're, we're always working on ourselves and always changing and to feel that it's OK to actually want to be co constantly or consistently changing, because I think we're kind of led to believe that. We shouldn't do that. You know, it was like you pick your paths like, you know, in years gone by in Ireland. OK, the firstborn was the doctor. The second was the priest that, you know, the girl was going to be a teacher or, you know. So we've been conditioned that way. But I think it's we're creative beings, so we should be, you know, we should be being creative and looking at different things and finding the light or finding the things that light us up and that make us feel fulfilled because we're certainly not here to just work 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 in a job like that if I mean for some people corporate they're very happy but I'm saying for a lot of people say they just end up on that path they finish school and they go to university and they go out and get a job and you know we should 
follow this this line of things and then they find themselves doing all the things that they were told they should do and being pretty unhappy so I think it's great you know for you to say that you 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 did you took that path and then you listened to the whispers you know then oh, and you followed took a yeah. few hammers out Dana <laughs> you know, more more than whispers <laughs> with a hammer no um, and I'm not making light of it because it wasn't always pleasant but you know sometimes you know we're human and, and yet we're, we're spirits spiritual beings having a human experience all of us I'm nothing special I just I'm exactly like you all of us are the same we're all spiritual beings in this body suit we're given a map as far as I'm concerned, a mystical map, which is our date of birth and name from birth. When we come in, we have a plan that is we've agreed to. And therefore, we have total free will, though. We can decide we're switching off the GPS and say, no, I'm going my own way. And you can do that, too. It does mean, though, we probably have to come back and do it again. So I'm making very sure to keep my GPS on because I want to be able to live this life and get on to the next stage. <laughs> and... Uh, and I mean, I'm enjoying life, but but equally so like for me, numerology made sense as part of my healing journey, because um, I always had a curiosity about past lives and I always had a curiosity about guides and angels and the fact that I could see them as a child. But now it all started coming back in my 30s and with Reiki it really you know tuned me to opening up again um and then numerology came along, which which is really the ancient science of numbers. It just it's another part of, you know, that basically everything is energy. Everything has a frequency. So numbers, just like sound, just like all the aesthetics has a frequency. So when we look at our date of birth and name from birth, we can we can see what the energy, what the frequency is. And that's what I do. I help people remember everyone knows what they're here to do. It's not yeah, it's not necessarily career, Tina, as we, we've spoken of before. It's about the experience experience so a lot of people are here like for example i'm a three life path and my sole purpose is to be joyful and to bring joy to others that's my that's my sole contract oh it doesn't mean i'm it's always easy because it's not but the point is if we can find the joy in every situation as best we can that's my my sole contract so people i've met situations i've encountered as I'd always say, makeups, breakups, breakdowns, breakthroughs. You know, we go through all of those things in a lifetime. And when we're awake and aware, which, you know, we're all in the path, depending what it is you're here to learn, it can catapult you to that. Or you can say, no, I'm not doing it. So it's actually quite simple, really, but we make it difficult. And how did you find, you say you found numerology. Did you find a numerologist that you felt um aligned with and then you just decided that that was for you how did that how did that happen it's really yeah I remember I was at home and my I had another daughter then Vanessa she was born in 2001 so she was my little angel who again huge part of my journey and I was listening to Today FM and Ian Dempsey I used to love him and he was interviewing a lady who was on his show called Margaret Nalon I'm sure some of your listeners would know her. A wonderful lady from Cavan and really ahead of her time. And she was talking about numerology and astrology. And it was like my soul said, now this is the next page. I just knew. So I contacted her and I had a reading with her as I do now. And it blew my mind. Like She knew about me. She knew who I really was. 
and we became good friends actually and I went on to train to be a numerologist and I'm continually learning Margaret made her transition uh, about eight nine years ago and uh, I feel her around me a lot though she was a beautiful lady and she wrote uh, many books about angels um you know angel angel love and she's she's just a really beautiful soul and um came in for a short period of time but had a huge profound effect on me uh, as many and uh, and interesting enough then i ended up being on today fm and doing all the tv and radio that she used to do so i kind of she led the way and i followed she would have had podcasts now she was with us but she's very much one of my people who guides me and like numerology itself is something I learn, I continually research all the time, but I use a lot of my own downloads and intuition when I'm working with the client, really. To me, numbers are, are archetypes. And so um, I play with them and I can just see a lot of things. But that's that's nearly 30 years of doing this. Wow. That's a long time and a lot of experience and that you're still learning. So you still kind of feel like a student is somewhat you know oh yeah well i think to gain mastery you know we're always going to be learning and one one thing i've learned is is and i learned this the hard way is not to put people on pedestals you know we're all human mm. so do the research yourself yes of course we all when the teacher when the student's ready the teacher appears but we're all teachers to each other and and i learn all the time from people i meet who come to me and vice versa and um I feel, you know, I I feel the more we can really embrace this life experience, even the the good times and maybe not so good times, especially right now, what we're going through on the earth, like we're in the age of Aquarius. So for us to be alive at this time is a really exciting, dynamic time. So I'm constantly learning always because then I can pass it on. And as you say, nature abhors a vacuum. So as soon as I learn something new, pass it on. There's something else to be filled. So, you know, what else can I learn now? That's amazing. Um, OK, so you said that it's your name and your date of birth that you're able to see what, what someone's what their path is and what their number is. So is it really important when you're thinking about uh, naming? You know what I mean? Do, do you should should we be taking this into consideration if we're if we're having now my children are born and I'm done. So. Yeah. But if if anybody's listening, that's expecting a baby. Is that. Is that something that we should probably think about? Yes. And it's very interesting, Tina. Like, I know I did it myself. We we tend to, I have three daughters, we tend to sometimes call our children after an ancestor or middle name or first name, um, mm. even the nickname. And it really does have a, an effect because each letter of your name has a number assigned to it, which has a vibration, which is putting it out to the universe, what you're here to learn, what your soul contract is. So um, I'd see that a lot, certainly here in Ireland uh, with clients like they could be called Tina, but they're they're on their birth cert, but they're known as Mary and there's no explanation for it. It's just, oh, no, I've always been called Mary. So whilst you came in as Tina, your energy as you're known as now is Mary. So I look at both because that's the energy you're putting out to the universe. We're living in a vibrational universe. So everything we put out comes back. It's just being reflected back at us all the time. Science proves that quantum physics. So um, your name is very, very important. And, you know, a lot of people carry a double barrel name. Um, so that means if you have a double barrel name, you're carrying the spiritual legacy of both sides. So, you know, just wow. be mindful of that. 
So it means that family we're born into, um, we can sometimes, if we're called after, we say great aunt Gertrude, you know, if she Gertrude, whatever Gertrude did in her lifetime, it was unfinished business. It is passed down. Okay. That is so interesting. And I, you know, um, I, I've, I've read a lot and heard a lot about that. And, and people do talk about it all the time, that we're carrying a lot of ancestral baggage, say, with us. Um, so that's interesting. And so then you can kind of figure out through numbers some of that stuff that's going on for people. Yes, because when it's it's it, they say that when we were in utero, we were feeling the energy of five generations back. So what's been unfinished in one generation and for us, like this is 2024, like it's not that long ago. Certainly, I'm only relating to Ireland. I know you have a worldwide mm. listeners, but in Ireland, like it's only what, 100 and something years ago, 180 years ago or thereabouts that the famine was here. And like it was like you see in the third world. And we went through that here. Now, whether it was man-made or not is not relevant. It still happened and millions died. So we're still carrying that legacy, you know, within ourselves. And I feel when you know yourself and even know your history or her story, his story, her story, mm-hmm. I feel it's very important to know thyself because know who you, the family you're born into, get the story. There's always a story. And um, and maybe you might find that maybe if you call a child, we say Sarah, that's just coming to mind. You know, there could be a Sarah in the back in the family is looking to you know release through um, the family line because what's unfinished has to be healed it keeps being passed forward it's been proved scientifically you know for your listeners who may you know maybe not maybe one proof if you will but it has been proven the ancestral legacies which can be really good like gifts talents i had a client in uh, germany and she just had a natural ability to play piano and yet she was afraid to play piano but she was able to play and when she did a bit of digging when i helped her her ancestor came into the session who had been in the concentration camps and had been forced to play the piano okay so my client had a fear of performance that is so interesting, Gronya. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't figure out. She was terrorized about playing the piano, and she was a pianist. And yet, when we did a bit of digging, she realized her her grandmother, yeah, her grandmother, had been forced to play in the concentration camps, and then she died in the camps. So that fear had been passed down through my client. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. There's so much more going on around us than than we're than we're led to we're led to believe or the stories that we're told, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know what is time? That could be another two-hour conversation. But I feel everything's kind of happening simultaneously anyway, and um, so the past, the present, the future—it's it, all just in this moment, and um, I guess to make the most of it, like life doesn't mean it's a you know, better roses, but but we can find the, the the nice things out of the roses. And again, it goes back to self. When I really believe, and I mean this from my own heart, when we know who we are, we know what our triggers are. We know how we love. We know how we can be judgmental. All those things, we're able to then you know fine tune it and realize, okay, what is it? What is it I have to learn? I tap in all the time. Okay, how are you feeling? You know, I'll bring myself into my body because. 
you know, I have a lot of thoughts. We all have 80,000 thoughts a day on average, most of us. That's a lot of thought. And um, so especially transcending the energies of the earth right now, it sounds like a Star Trek, doesn't it? When I say that. <laughs> but know, it's, tr- it's true. And, and whether people, we say, you know, we say these things and whether people believe it or they think it's all a bit woo-woo, you know, but you do feel the heavy energies around you. You will say things like, oh, I'm feeling really tired this week and I don't know why. Or I'm feeling a bit down. There's no real reason for it. Or you say, God, I get the sense that lots of people are kind of struggling. So it is there. There's a collective energy yes. as well, right? There is. And uh, like, for example, the year we're in right now, 2024, is we add that all together. It's a number eight. So from the 1st of January, 2024 to the 31st of December, 2024, the world is in an eight energy universally. But then within each and every one of us, we all have our own personal years that we encounter. I happen to actually correlate with the universal year. I'm always in the year that personally, that's the universal. I'm in my eighth year. So I get a double whammy. That's just me, of course. But um, but it means that eight is very much around balance and equilibrium. And I feel this year, and I've done podcasts myself on this one, but just to share with you, um, year eight is about the top heavy structures, you know, starting to get balanced. So the the the, the crazy uh, divide, shall we say, in health, wealth, wisdom, all of those things is starting to come back more into balance. Now, it'll take a few years, but we're in the flow of it. That's what the eight is all about, the flow, abundance, power, ambition. So there will be that extra desire for people to, you know, be seen, be heard for justice, um, social. I feel it's complete and utter social evolution and revolution at the moment. It happened back in 1777 to 1798. So we're in a time of the American, French, European, all those revolutions are happening around us that happened then. Okay. And yeah. yeah, I suppose there's because it can feel and it does at the moment that it's just upside down. But I guess to to know that it's supposed to be that way. Um, you know, I suppose what would you say about there's always, you know, there has to be polarity, so there has to be dark. If you want light, there must be dark. So I don't know. Can and, you and give us can you give us some hope, Grania? <laughs> Oh, Jesus, yes. Oh, my. Sorry. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, this is hopeful. I actually feel this is very hopeful. And I talk about this all the time because I really believe Um, like if you think of the number eight, it looks like a, a, a glass timer, you know, an hourglass. So you turn it up um, and whatever. So it's measured time. But I feel year eight, I feel it's more 2026 that we're going to see the results of what we're all going through right now in a positive way. Right now, there is still an imbalance. And so this is the opportunity for us all, as 7 billion of us are thereabouts on the planet, to find our own equilibrium, to to find your own physical, emotional, mental and spiritual. It's also a wonderful opportunity to, it's about abundance. It's about success. It's about um, being able to recognize how far you have. And it all starts with a thought. And that's the beginning. And so with that in mind, I feel 
we're in the age of Aquarius now. I'm not an astrologer. I just have a huge interest. I just tell a story about it. And right now we're in a period of technological revolution. And I feel within these next 20 years, we're going to see and witness and be a witness to the most incredible evolutionary, revolutionary technology, which is positive, you see. Like when you think of the world, uh, I remember the world before the internet. I remember the world before telephones, you know, as in uh, mobile phones, I should say. Mm. I'm not that old. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, t- uh, mobile phones. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, 1989 was when they say the first, in- well, the internet's been going for a long time, but, you know, it was brought to the public. And uh, that was the time of the, the Berlin Wall. And there was lots of things going on in the world. So everything is always, there's always shifting and changing. But I truly believe, Tina, and I mean this, we are going into a time of pure bliss. Now, not I'm not talking now like, you know, crazy, crazy making stuff. I'm talking about living your life, but in a place of love, gratitude, abundance, manifestation, just being in the flow and that's what this year is an opportunity so we're getting we're getting a snapshot now between now and september of 24 what is going to be happening for the next 20 years we're actually being given an opportunity as a world so watch what happens between now this is february 24 till september 24 it's huge huge time and of course we're seeing a lot of things happening on the world stage happening in the royal family and and in many ways that's a symbol of what's happening in most families so it's again everything is reflective so i feel to be compassionate to what's going on and everyone is going through their own thing but we're all here ultimately to come together to support each other it goes back to the family unit doesn't it yeah and your tribe yeah and i guess i wonder if people people feel that you know, with with there's a lot. Obviously, like you said, there's a lot of shifting going on in the world. But me, I suppose, me personally, I feel that you know there's been huge shifts in my life over the last few years, and a lot of things. When when there are changes, you know, a lot of things kind of fall away, and that's it. Seems to be happening kind of like on a world stage as well. But mm-hmm. I think it's like to let to I suppose to to say to people that that's that's okay because I guess not everybody and everything in your life is meant to be there forever no everything's moving everything's energy and and if you feel if you think of it for your listeners as I said what we're going through energetically right now is a snapshot of what happened back in 1777 to 1798 and if you want to go back even further the good old Henry VIII lesson he in 1533 decided I'm going to marry that woman by hook or by crook <laughs> so he the reformation took place in the renaissance and that was the same energy that we're going through right now on the earth so we're here now we may have been here there as well but we're here now experiencing an evolution and revolution which is going to bring us to the next stage it'll be more technology I feel mm. but then again it's going to bring us back to our basics I feel that's what we need the eight again the lower part of the eight is your physical environment, your home, your diet, your body, the body in which your soul is encased in. So there's going to be a lot of technological revolution and evolution with health, well-being, you know, med beds, um, um, being able to look younger without Botox. 
<laughs> you know, so so all of that stuff. So, you know, people want to live longer. I mean, we're meant to apparently the soul is actually meant to live up to 300 years. No, thank you. I won't be doing that. But um, some people might like to. That seems and, that seems a bit long. Although I have yeah. I have started to say this myself that I I I do want to live into my hundreds. I don't know when that came to me. And I know I have friends who think that's crazy. They're like, no way, I don't want to be around that long. But I feel that it won't be like, you want to be in your full health. I feel like I want to live into my hundreds and be really healthy and fit and enjoy that long length of time, not to be, you know, sitting, not able to move, not able to do things, to be in, in ill health. I'm talking yes. about like still being vivacious in your 90s, in your hundreds. It's it's yes. surely possible. Always will be. It really will be. And um, I mean, there's technology out there that can make that happen. And again, it hasn't been presented to the world because I think there's, you know, the powers that be are just drip feeding us. I mean, we've been seeing this in movies and books since the beginning of time. Like, look at the prophecies of Notre Dame. He was a fabulous French astrologer. He was very interesting. Again, everything is relative, isn't it? We can look at something and, you know, we can portray it as being whatever. But he certainly seemed to um, prophesize a lot that has actually happened because he was an astrologer. And astrology and numerology, you really can go forward with it and give an interpretation. That's what I like about it. Um, so for me, I think 2024 it's really it's year eight but i think it's more 2026 that we're really going to come into the new way of being i really feel that and that very much tallies with astrology that's not that far away no. really and time seems to just be zipping by you know the amount of people that say even my my eight-year-old says that to me he's like i can't believe you know how quickly say last year went or how quickly time seems to be to be going and it does it go by. Fun. And I think so we, we do need to enjoy it and to remember that we're here to to learn lessons. Yeah. But to also enjoy the time. I think we we didn't come here just for a pile of things. We came for lessons and challenges. And there's a reason, as you say, like that our souls chose this time to be here. And yeah, we probably do have karmic debt to to pay back. Maybe I don't know if that's the right word or the right way to to say it as well. But to kind of wake up and say, you know what, well, I am here. So what can I do to to make it an enjoyable time and realize that, you know, we're here for love and connection and to learn so much and that we should be embracing it. I think we've been yeah. fed. We've been fed kind of a lie about what life is supposed to be like. So I think it's time for us to take it back into our own hands, you know, yeah, you're very right, Tina. And society and societal ways have been, again, that's the top heavy structures, the powers that be, the directors, the managers of the world, if you will, who have, you know, it's almost that expression, you know, boomtown rats, walk, don't walk, talk, don't talk. Um, The control, the tyranny. So now what's happening is people, the age of Aquarius that we're right in right now are saying no, no, and taking their power back. This is the part I'm loving. And we don't have to be literally out there per se, but we can do it from our own internally and through our own lives. It just means boundaries. And that's the eight again. This is the year we're in. And ultimately, 
you know, I, I always <laughs> think that, you know, at the end of the day, when we do make our transition, um, like, you know, we won't be remembered like Asher. She was a great saver. You know, she was great at saving her money. We'll be remembered for, God, she was great crack. And I love being with her. And she was always so kind and compassionate. You know, that's what we'd like. I think my legacy would be that, my goodness, I love being around her. And yes, you know, she had so much wisdom. And, you know, that's not to blow my own trumpet. But, you know, certainly I, you know, it's certainly you, you were here to to fund ourselves and all that. But we're here to have a joy the experience. Yes, you know, we can go through the dark night of the soul. And I've had plenty of them. But then when you work through it, you get to the other side. And that's when you can really embrace what it, what it's all about. And I'm not being twee here or, you know, I'm not making light of heartache and stuff. Not at all. And grief. I've been through it, but when you get through it, you get to the sense of, okay, I got through that. I can get through anything. And you do. Yeah. I think we're, we're all um, a lot stronger than we ever give ourselves credit for. And uh, just in terms, I suppose, so of numerology. So you were saying about say a life path number. So when you, when you calculate that, cause that, I, that comes to my mind because it's, it's a, something that I've, heard mentioned loads of times and people say things but what can that show you so if you're able to calculate your life path number what are the type of things that maybe some of your numbers can just show you about about who you are yeah that's a great question I suppose when I look at someone's date of birth and their name it's like a jigsaw and it's like you know when you as a kid when you're doing a jigsaw and you don't have the cover and you have to try and work it out you have no idea what this is going to look like so you mooch around Mm -hmm. so Every number, every part of your name has a vibration, which collectively make the picture. That's what I see when I look at. So I look for patterns and numbers. So if the day of birth is the same and adds up to the life path number, which is derived by adding your full date of birth together. And you always include the 19 if you're born in the 20th century or the 20 if you're born in the 21st century. That's very important because that is the, you know, the century you came in. Um, and it's interesting, those born since 2000, they don't have the collective karma that we who were born in the 20th century have. And um, and not everything, not, not everyone has karma. Not everyone has karmic debt. Some of us do. Um, it just means there's extra work to be done. It's not a punishment. It just means you've decided you're going to make to clear some stuff. Um, but when you clear it, it's gone. And uh, so your, your, your life path to number um, is a number between one and nine and then there's an 11 22 33 44 sometimes and um, it has a significance but it depends on the position where it is it depends on a load of things so there's a whole load of things that I look at when I look at a chart but ultimately I'm looking at where can I help this person to understand themselves and the right timing divine timing is important as well that's another thing we do um you know, your soul contract age, things you've come in to learn, but specific ages for you as a soul, when things tend to happen to get you to remember. It can sometimes be a wonderful opportunity or it can be a little bit tricky, but it's to help you remember you signed up for this. Wow. That answers that. Yes, it does, of course. And so do, can your numbers kind of give you an idea of, I suppose, things that you're, things that you're good at or some of your gifts or some of your... I don't know, I suppose maybe academically, if you're you're good at stuff or if you're creative or if you're a sporty person, 
is all that shown in yeah. your numbers and can kind yes. of because yeah. so it's helpful to help you figure out maybe I guess if people are feeling a bit stuck you know say you've been doing a job for a long time and it just doesn't feel like it's for you anymore and maybe you enjoyed it for five ten years but you're you're kind of saying I I don't know I don't know where to go next but I know it's not this can numerology yes. help yes yes it can because it's all about timing and um so every number has a has a relevance to it like you could write a whole book on every number well I could anyway because I know I love them but I look at numbers as honestly as personalities I as I work with them so much I can see them and it's almost like they I don't know if you ever were a fan of Harry Potter um I love Harry um, Potter yeah I love Harry Potter you know like the where they open the newspaper and the newspaper is alive it's it's Mm. it's actually showing them what's going on I always feel a chart is like that that's the way I look at numbers they're alive to me in that they have a significance which triggers for me the soul keys the keys of the souls it's like with music that I can then look at and realize okay this person has come in to learn this and whilst our life path is not what comes easiest, when we get through that, my goodness, we can do anything. Anything. It's just that we get in the way <laughs> yeah. of our soul. And our soul knows whether you're aware or not. You know if you're happy, you're in the flow, things are happening, you're in the flow. But if things are a little bit, it's always, you know, diversions or challenges or drama, you know, you're kind of off track. Yeah. And I suppose what what would you say to people that are feeling very stuck in this moment if they're in that kind of limbo? So, you know, you've kind of maybe what seems like you're kind of waking up to a, to your life and saying, I'm not really happy with where I am and I don't know where to go. Do you have advice for people? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, certainly for me, I've been doing this a long time, 2020 was the wake up and it was 2020 vision and I remember and I will answer your question I remember when I started training in numerology I remember we were going ahead like forecasting and stuff learning how to do it and I remember saying I wonder what's going to happen in 2020 will there be flying cars you know like this is back in the late 90s so um it was very curious and when it did happen and all the stuff that came with that that really had to happen in order to waken people up now i know there's been a huge fallout of things but but equally there's a huge awakening because most a lot of people who are coming to me now are suddenly something clicked in 2020 like i've been doing this a long time so i was kind of on the precursor to it but i knew what was coming i didn't know exactly but i knew there was something big <laughs> so um, when we're on, and a lot of people are come to me, and I love when the, their very first words are, I'm at a crossroads in my life, and I go, Yummy, let's be having you. <laughs> because that's when you're at the point of literally, okay, why am I here? That's when you start awakening. It's beautiful. Now, it mightn't feel like that at the time, but it really is. And I'm not making light of it because usually it can be something, as you said earlier, Tina, it's like a, you know, a wake up call, if we will. So for right now, we are meant to be here on the earth. For all of us who are here, we're worthy of being here. And by taking full accountability and responsibility for your energy on the earth, making it the best version of who you are. There's a lot of people who've gone, who've left. Their work is complete. 
irrespective of how they've gone. A lot of people go in mass, en masse, you know, through, say, volcanoes, earthquakes, um, pandemics, and so forth. And I'm not making light of this. Please don't feel I am. I'm genuinely being with my heart. But people leave in a way that they're meant to go. But then those of us who remain, we're, st you know, we're still catching up, but we're also here to be of service and to bring to bring our own truth and awareness to the pot, if you will, to change this energy, to bring us into the next stage. So a crossroads is a good thing because you're starting to question and gather the people around you. Get to know yourself. That's the key. I believe when you know who you are, you know, really who you are, then you have to and, and, and reach out, get support. It's important, you know, reach out to to people who you can get guidance from but equally don't give your power away in that then empower yourself by taking it back and then bringing it to the world in your world that is i hope that answered that yeah that was a beautiful answer Grania. thank you um for yourself so now because i think like people are becoming more awakened and we're questioning more and we're 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 looking for guidance and and people like yourself to to help us to figure things out. But have you noticed, I suppose, that numerology or, or other modalities maybe are becoming more, more popular now? Was it always that way for you? When you started out doing numerology, how was that, I suppose, what was that like for you when you decided to go down this route of numerology, which is scientific, but then also you're a very spiritual person. So how was that received, I suppose, by maybe family and friends? <laughs> Ah, God lover. <laughs> that was it. And, um, you know, let her at it. She's going through one of her fades and, you know, but but on some level, it, people saw, because I had to go through the dark night before it happened um, in order to find my path again. And when I did, and I discovered numerology and also my beloved angels and just connecting in again, people started to come. That was the thing. I didn't even advertise. It just happened. And then it just, grew legs and the rest is history so it was it wasn't something that was very common at the time but it's always interesting when the pe when people are ready they will find you they'll always you'll always find who you're meant to connect with and so that brought me on this trajectory you know changed my whole life my whole world and um and with that in mind you know there was obviously fallouts from that you know I myself and my husband we um divorced that was hard and, um, you know, and then my three daughters, they're wonderful girls and, you know, and Thomas is a lovely man, too. But so we all had to go on our own journey. So there was definitely a, a fallout, not because of the work I do, but because of the soul contract that was very relevant to the five of us um, and brought us all the five of us on a different journey. It was really curious. So, yes, it was something that was unusual at the time even though numerology is thousands of years old as is astrology the ancient ones have used it since the beginning of time so it's a lot more accepted now you know um like a lot of the younger people like people in their 30 20s and 30s now who would come to me they're very curious and can't get enough information because they're from a different generation but apart from that they want to know more about the metaphysics and esoteric and, and I suppose I'm the 
the wisdom keeper, shall we say. And one of them, I'm not the only one, one of them who can bring wisdom to people. And that's why I love what I do. I, I love, it's not work to me. This is pleasure. Do you, great joy. do you feel responsibility when, when people come to you or are you able to just take it as it is? Because often people are searching for something. Maybe when they come, they come to you. Do you feel, and they might, they might be putting a response, some kind of a responsibility on you. I'm just wondering how you, how you feel about that. Yeah, it's a brilliant question. Um, and that kind of relates back to what I said earlier about not putting people on pedestals. You know, we're all here to learn. I'm here to learn as much as everyone else. And so when people come to me and give that time to that person, I'm completely with that person. And as soon as it's finished, I've given the information and knowledge I'm guided to give. It's up to that person to take responsibility for what they want from that and to bring it to their life. And then I don't remember anything after a session, Tina, like nothing. I know you and I met before and I have no idea what we spoke of, not a clue. And it's wonderful because it's wiped, it's literally wiped out from my, because I, you know, I couldn't keep all the information, but it's also very, it's very private. So people really explore lots of things with me. Um, and so therefore I feel um, I'm just the channel which information comes through. But as soon as the session is over, it's literally, it's literally wiped like a whiteboard. Um, so I feel we all have to take accountability for our own lives. Again, that's why I think the world is, you know, the imbalance of power in the world. This is my opinion, of course, is because we put all our hopes and dreams and aspirations into the, the so-called leaders. But if we take leadership of our own life without causing mutiny, just do it for our own self, we can then change the world. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's such a curious time and maybe I feel that because I'm in an age of curiosity in myself and I've been on my healing journey for you know um I suppose my own kind of spiritual awakening and then you know figuring out who I am and and what I'm what I'm looking for and why I'm here and how I can how I can serve and I suppose as part of doing the podcast it is part of that and partly for, for me to keep learning for, from people like you and from other stories and then, you know, allow other people to take what they need. And as you say, people find you when they need you. I think we're in, oh, yeah. we're kind of in this age of forcing and I think it takes maybe a lot of your own kind of learnings to, to realize that what is authentic is never really forced and with social media and you probably find it yourself and obviously it's it's a helpful tool as well but I think that we can get so caught up in what the other person is doing or how many followers someone else has but I guess maybe to be able it's to be able to come back and say sit with yourself and be able to say you know what the people will find me if I am in the right energy if I'm coming from an authentic place in what I do, then I'll be found, which obviously is what happened to you. Because when you started out in this realm, there was no social media. There weren't even, you know, mobile phones were just, you know, there weren't even a thing yet, right? In the late nineties, you know, I used to get letters. Can you believe it? People would write me letters. Oh, it's so sweet. Looking for appointments. Like, you know, it sounds like the Victorian age, Pride and Prejudice. But it wasn't. It's the late 90s. 
and um yes and then well social media was start well no it wasn't actually right it wasn't coming there was there was certainly email but there was very but most most people weren't really using it um but i i would have always had an interest in technology it's just i just do so but i don't particularly i mean yeah social media has a place of course i'm out there but um it's not it's more my work anyway is word of mouth but still is it's just recommendations and and i always believe it when you think of it, we're like a beacon, we're like a tower um, and we're sending out energy all the time. You and I are speaking, we can see each other, which is lovely. And so then we're sending this energy out there. and So are you and so are I. So we're going to just attract back in. So every person's situation event that occurs in one's life, it's a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And when we realize that, we realize, my God. Why do so when we have tricky relationships, you know, with people be them lovers or friends or colleagues whatever it is you know or family members it's all about okay what am i what's going on here and it's, it's bringing it back to self so your question is brilliant in that yes of course i take responsibility for i'm very you know i really honor people who come to me and i love what i do and i'm very much you know in the right zone however it's up to the person to take the information and whatever they're given and to work with that that's not my responsibility yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's something that I've learned myself. And the biggest thing for me has been taking responsibility for where I had found myself. It's radical responsibility, really. And to own it and to own where you are. And, you know, and often we don't ask. It's not that we've asked and I'm not I'm not putting down anybody's pain or anybody's suffering and saying, you know, it's all your fault. That's that's not what I mean is that when things often things just land in your lap and it becomes your responsibility. But for me, it's looking at and you say, OK, obviously I was, you know, the energy that I was emitting was drawing in the things that I say that I didn't want, you know, so energy is, and as you've said, energy is so important. And I think it's like that it's taking um, a real good, hard look at yourself and where you are, if you've if you're in if you're in a spot where you're you're not happy with where your life is going or what's been going on, I think looking at like becoming a detective of yourself is a really is really necessary to kind of say, OK, well, I keep meeting the same type of person. Just say it's like you're meeting the same the same person in a different body all the time. So then you have to kind of say, well, maybe it's something that I am. I'm doing and I'm not saying that people are doing things at purpose, you know, on purpose, but you're you are drawing in more of the same. So you have to start looking at why am I doing that and where it's coming from? So it's like you said, it's like go. We have to go inwards all the time to figure out where where we can go then outwardly, I guess. Would you agree? And I, yeah, I completely agree. And another thing I agree with is to lighten up. All of us, we can get very, all of us, not you personally, Tina, <laughs> or me, for all of us, you know, I feel we sometimes forget, again, it goes back to the inner child. You know, we forget that there's a child within us. We're really children. I always think of Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, he was just so funny, you know, um, and, you know, he, okay, he had his own issues, but he still found that really charismatic, you know, child inside of him. And um, I, I just literally came out of my mouth there. So I don't know what the relevance of that is. But but equally, 
you know, it, sometimes we can get in the spiritual community. It's a lot of like, we should be living like a holy, you know, in an ashram or in a, a cave in Tibet. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we just need to lighten up and be around people that make us feel good. And you'll always know the type of person you are by the people who are in your main main world, shall we say. And sometimes we just need to be with people, have a good old belly laugh. Um, like, for example, when I want to come out of my head and I'd hear a lot of stuff, obviously, in my work, um, I watch something like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you know, that funny movie. Mm-hmm. And I laugh at the same things at the same place every time. I still go into convulsions because it really makes me feel good. So find something that raises your vibe because your vibe is your tribe and your tribe is your vibe. <laughs> so let's surround ourselves whilst there might be the world is it certainly, you know, it's the top, it's the, 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 top, the egg timer, it's moving. It also is a time of the most incredible new era. And I really want to be around for it. I really want to see this world become a place of union, of love, of support, of solidarity of fairness but before that can happen there has to be justice justice has to prevail and so what we're witnessing on the world stage is truth being exposed and now justice will prevail oh. bring it up well that's it exactly i know and I, I you know i i agree with you i'm i'm excited and i think that's it too if we if we use that like what if you know because often we're in fear 90% of the time every you know fear is the basis for an awful lot of things for us but I too am you know every day when I when I write in my journal now one of the things is like well what 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 am I doing today what's one thing that I'm doing that's a joy maker for me you know we don't have to you know you don't have to search for it because it, it's it's in you you already know you know you innately know and instead of us waiting for that joy with someone else or to find someone else to do it. It's like, no, you have to just go and just grab this life by the, by grab the bull by the horns and just say, I'm just going to live it. And you'll be very surprised how quickly other people start to vibrate towards you then that are in the same sphere, looking for the same things. It's like you start by doing it yourself and then everything else just will start to fall into place. When you really learn to love yourself, and that's kind of the crux of everything, because love is love is the reason love is why we're here. Love is everything. And I um, and I think and it's it's funny you should say, because that's what you had said to me. And I know you don't you don't remember. <laughs> but my when I had a soul session with you, you told me that my soul's purpose for being here this time round is for love. And I just couldn't have been happier and even though you were telling me that I already knew that you know you're a guiding it's like you're guide, guiding like you say you're a guide to help people remember and I was oh, already yeah. starting to feel that you know what I mean so when you said it I already knew it but it was just lovely to have that reflected back to me and you know it's it's lovely thank you for sharing that and ultimately we come in with nothing we really do and we come out with nothing we're going to leave with nothing you think of all the stuff we accumulate and I have stuff everywhere because I love my stuff but I know it's comforting to me and so 
when we recognize that we're with ourselves and we know this, but when you really sit with it and say, you're with yourself 24 seven, you're with yourself all the time. So get to like yourself to start with, you know, really enjoy yourself, your company. And a lot of the time, I know I did it for years. We block out um, with noise and distractions and busyness. We don't kind of know who we are. We're just in this physical body, but we're not really connected. But when you find that piece of yourself and you connect with yourself, your source, your energy, your love, it's all about love. Um, then you can kind of go, wow, come on, let's live the rest of this then. And of course, you'll have the odd person who'll come in and throw you off or you might have a situation that occurs that is just a shock or whatever it is. Um, and obviously loss and recovery. But there's always recovery. But then it, knowing that you're on this trajectory and that when you make your transition, whenever that is out of physical form, you're still with yourself, another aspect. So really, you know, really get to like and love yourself. It's really important because I'll go with my little dog now coming down. But it, because if we don't, it's it's a tricky old journey if you don't. <laughs> it's that simple, really. Yeah. And it's the biggest thing for people. Um. Mm all the people I meet and, and work with now, that's their biggest block is actually they don't, they they've, they're in, in, in a sense of kind of self-loathing or the self-worth is very low. So that's where we all have to start. But what, and I, I have to say this, you know, that once you do, it's just incredible to go from that. And which I was in a space of that. My, my self-worth was, was nothing. And I was living my life, based on what I thought other people wanted or what other people would like. You know, I was that chronic people pleaser and everything was about being liked. And, you know, and it's been it's been a you know, it's been a tough journey that I've been on and it continues. But actually just to be able to set that down. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I'm not saying every morning I wake up, you know, and jump out of the bed like, um, you know, Charlie's grandfather and Charlie in the chocolate factory. Right. But grandpa joe but i do have a sense of now more purpose now that i've learned to love myself again and i'm starting to see life as something else you know what i mean it is i understand why i'm here and that's for me to understand you know and not to be it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about that because it's my individual journey Yes, you know, we're with people, you know, and we want connection and we want to be with other people. But you you did come in on your own and you will go on your own. So you've got to you've got to just learn to love all the parts of yourself. And they're not all nice. Like we're not all made up of pure light. There are parts of ourselves that we kind of are a bit icky, maybe, you know, but it's to learn to love those two and all the parts that you have to let go or that you drop along the way. It's not to look back on those things with shame, those parts of you. I don't look back on the version of myself from a few years ago, which is nothing like I am now. But I, I look back at her and I just say, Do you know what? I love you too, because it's part of your tapestry. And it's, I think, to learn to love all the parts of ourselves, all the versions that we've been and to really be excited about all the versions of you that are to come, because there's so many versions still to come of us, right? Yes, exactly. The divine matrix or the divine tapestry is a beautiful way of putting it. And and I guess, you know, to understand that we were only reacted the way we did because we were where we were at. It's you know, we're always 
wherever we're at is where we're at. I know it sounds, what is she talking about? But, it, it, you know, we're only we're only in a place of what we know. The more we learn from what we've been through and bring it into the next stage, that's when we can make the change. And yeah. we really are meant to have an adventure. It's not meant to be hardship. I know people do have hardship. I know they do. And suffering and, you know, but, but ultimately we are genuinely meant to open up our souls to the experience of being on the earth. It's said that there are millions of beings trying to come onto the earth right now to experience this energy, this shift in consciousness. Wow. So it's an exciting time. And we get to be here yes. to experience yes. it. Yeah. To embrace it. To enjoy it. it, to love it, all the bits. And it's like you said, it's it's right. You know, pain, pain in this life is, it's inevitable. But it's, you know, and it's what what you can what you can do with that you know it's to embrace it too because it's all it's full of challenges all the time and maybe it's yeah. to ask ourselves well what this challenge i'm currently facing whatever it is what is this trying to tell me how can yes. i you know and it's not to, to don't run away from the pain you know you have to embrace it and feel it because it's 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 part of like you said earlier about catapulting you to the next bit you know, and yes. we all have to go through it and no, nobody's getting away scot-free, you know, Yes. but it's yes. all, it's, it's too, I suppose it's to realize that it's all, it's all part of it. Yes. And sometimes our physical health, um, you know, for me anyway, I believe it's kind of the last piece to appear, if you will. It starts with the, the, the reaction or response to situations or deep emotional wounds or family trauma um can also be you know mental processes and so forth so which therefore if, if we don't maybe embrace them and maybe try and look at it a little bit deeper what it means it starts to physically show us something um and that's again been spoken of for millions of thousands of years um and i suppose what's happened now again the top heavy structures um have come into kind of for society to be remain sick that's not what our soul is here to learn. Our, our soul is here to learn wellness and well-being and pure health. That's what we're meant to be. You know, and if you look at the ancient ones and the, the wise people in the different um, indigenous tribes around the world, including our Celts, you know, they, maybe their lifespan was a bit shorter, you know, depending on whatever. But ultimately, they did um, live quality lives in their health and well-being. So I feel... Again, that's the top heavy structures, the changes or people are taking responsibility for their own health and well-being. But that could be another two day conversation. Too. I know. I know. Couldn't it just be because that too? I could I could go into that, too, about how having I'll just quickly, quickly say that I did have because of, of how, you know, how I was living and where I was in my life as well. I, it, you know, a lot of that stuff because I was ignoring the whispers, you know, ignoring my body. So what happens is it just gets worse. So I had some autoimmune diseases and I had, oh, I couldn't eat anything. Just say I had a lot of digestive issues, a lot of things. So when I started doing work on my nervous system and, and correcting all that, all that stuff, it went away because I healed the body. The body's built to heal itself, you know? So when I started listening and started investigating what was going on and where things were com coming from, a lot of the ailments were coming from a, a, an emotional place or trauma. And once I was able to clear that trauma, all those ailments just disappeared. So I'm, I'm a big believer in the, in the power of the body 
and that it's built in a certain way to heal itself, you know? But like you said, we could talk I'm about that. For, we could talk about that for three days. Yeah, indeed. And I understand we, your, you know, your listeners, we still need the medical intervention. Absolutely. Of course. It's more about the complimentary piece. If we can get the, you know, the complimentary and get to know yourself. That's really what yeah. we're saying. That's what, yeah. And I, I'm not, and I, I, and I always said, I'm never saying, you know, that, that that medicine doesn't have its place that's absolutely not what I'm saying at all of course it does of course it does but that's always on a personal reflection of how I was able to to heal myself from 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 different things oh we could be here forever Grania I just I adore being in your company I just it's the again it's the energy right you know and one and one of the when people are like how do I attract more joy into my life or how do I attract more how do I attract a person or how do I attract love or people are usually asking like what's coming for me well for me and you know I always say it's well you have to become that type of person yourself so if you want to experience joy it's actually available to you right now to experience it but if anybody was thinking that Grania what would as a final question I suppose what do you say to people who are saying I want more joy I want more love I want more you know vitality in my life what would you say well I suppose again it goes back to you have to know yourself to know what makes you what do you enjoy like the quest to ask yourself what do I actually enjoy and it usually goes back to childhood again it goes back to the inner child because we're really children pretending to be grown up that's really what we are honest to god and so um with that in mind like as a child maybe you love to sing to dance to do painting to perform an actor and the thing is ask yourself as the adult self well when was the last time you did that and I can guarantee it was probably when you were a kid so then you take up a paint class then you take out a paint you know you learn to dance you dance in the kitchen or you join a amateur drama society or whatever and when that whole joy piece it's almost like what comes first the chicken or the egg so when you have the joy you're then enjoying life you'll bring more things in people situations events that you will enjoy and then the rest is history or her story <laughs> i love that thank you so much grania tell everybody how they can connect with you and if they which i highly recommend um having a soul session with you it was really really wonderful experience for me um, and I'm sure it would be for so many people if 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 they're looking for a bit of guidance. So tell everybody how they can find you. Yes, my my website is numbers four, the number four, numbers for success.com. Numbers for success. And I'm on Instagram. I'm not really on Facebook, but I'm on Instagram and uh, numbers for success. That's how you can find me and contact me, direct message me or contact me through the website. And you have a podcast as well, don't you? Oh gosh, yeah, Jesus, I'm great. Yes, my podcast is uh, called Numbers for Success as well, and I've been doing that for four years now, and uh, it's it's wonderful. I enjoy it, and it's free. And then I have a community as well. If people are interested in joining a community, they can contact me with that as well. And um, it's a daily message people receive from me. So that's another thing I do. So all in all, um, I'm here to have a good time. I don't know how long I'll be here for, but I'm going to enjoy it, Tina. Well, that's it. And I hope, you know, the people just take that message. We aren't, we don't know. We don't know how long we're here for. So it's just to enjoy every moment of this wild ride that we're on. Um, 
So I will put all that information. We'll put all that information in the show notes as well. So people will be able to, um, to find you. Thank and thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today, Grania. Thank you very much. Well, that was such a gorgeous and heartfelt conversation. I love being in Grania's company. Her energy is just so beautiful. Here are some of the main insights from today's episode with Grania. Right now, there is an imbalance in the world. So this is an opportunity for us to all find our own equilibrium, to find your own physical, emotional, mental and spiritual balance. There's always shifting and changing, but we are going into a time of pure bliss, of living your life in a place of love, gratitude, abundance, manifestation, just being in the flow. If we take leadership of our own life without causing mutiny, just to do it for our own self, we can then change the world. You can connect with Gráinne on Instagram at Numbers for Success, through her website numbersforsuccess.com and on her weekly podcast Numbers for Success. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone, message them, email them or text them the link. Please share it on your social media and tag us at True Intention Podcast and Gráinne at Numbers for Success. I'm sure she would love to see it. Follow, subscribe and review the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen because it really does help so much. I want to thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me. I will talk to you very soon.